Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, January 3rd, and we start, as always, with local news. The Columbia Police Department is trying to locate a 15-year-old runaway juvenile, Jalea Houston Travis. Jalea was last seen on January 2nd in the area of Kimberly Drive in Columbia. Jalea is 5 feet 5 inches tall and weighs about 175 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. Any person with additional information that may assist in this or any other investigation is encouraged to contact Columbia Police Department Dispatch 24 hours a day at 931-388-2727, Murray County Crime Stoppers at 931-381-4900, or Columbia Police Safe Tip email to safetips at columbiatn.com. An investigation by special agents with the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation Medicaid Fraud Control Division into money missing from accounts of home care patients has resulted in the indictment and arrest of a Columbia woman. In June of 2023, after receiving referrals from Adult Protective Services, TBI agents initiated an investigation into an allegation that a caregiver for several home care patients in Murray County was using the victim's debit cards to make fraudulent personal charges in an online gambling site. The investigation identified Cynthia Dobbins as the caregiver responsible for the theft from the victim's accounts. On December 14th of 2023, the Murray County Grand Jury returned indictments charging Cynthia Taylor Dobbins with four counts of financial exploitation of an elderly, vulnerable adult and four counts of theft of $1,000 or less. Dobbins turned herself in at the Murray County Sheriff's Office on December 29th and was released after posting a $10,000 bond. A new executive short-term rental company held their ribbon-cutting yesterday in Spring Hill. Front Porch Radio's Mary Susan Kennedy stopped by the grand opening to learn more about Ready to Roll Ventures. This is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I'm at a ribbon-cutting celebrating the grand opening of Ready to Roll Ventures, which offers executive furnished short-term rental Airbnb spaces in the Spring Hill, Columbia area. I'm speaking with Nancy Nichols, the manager here. Congratulations, Nancy. This is so exciting. Tell us about Ready to Roll and your townhouses. Okay. Thank you, Mary Sue. I'm, I'm so glad you came. And we've got a little crowd downstairs getting ready to do the ribbon cutting. So I have three three executive three-story townhouse units here. And they are named, I call it uh, Tennessee Whimsy of the saloon, the ranch, and the farm. And then they're decorated in that spirit. Ready to Roll is the name of my horse. Ready to Roll is a, a Bill Harlan, Harlan Zell horse, Tennessee Walker. And so... All this came upon me quite by accident. I was just trying to find a way to invest. And then I heard about, you know, General Motors and Ultimate Cell and everything. And these units were just being built. And I came in, got three of them. I was just a lucky girl. I love it. And I love the walking horse connection. Right. Our children have walking horses growing up. It's okay. wonderful. And tell us a little bit more specifics about your location. Okay, I am right there at the city limits of Spring Hill. Logistics are that it's located in Columbia. I'm 10 minutes from General Motors and Ultimum Cell. And I've got a lot of these people coming in that are uh, guests, Airbnb guests or short-term rentals. 
Okay, that's perfect. So that's north of Columbia, south of Spring Hill, right off the Nashville Highway. Super convenient. And how do interested persons find out more information about each of the townhouses and how to book one if they can do that? Okay, well, I have a website, so if you want to go there, it's www.readytorollventures.com, and there are links at the bottom of the pages that will take you to my email or take you to an Airbnb connection, or you can email me at info at readytorollventures.com. And can they go straight to Airbnb as well? Yes, and that's where I'm doing most of the business. So just go to my website rather than try to search Airbnb and go through a hundred other places. Go to my website and then down at the bottom you'll find a link to Airbnb. Now tell us the name of that website one more time. Okay. It's www.readytorollventures with a V dot com. Well, this is so exciting, and they're great-looking, beautifully furnished, and super conveniently located. I know you're going to do great. Congratulations. This is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. Main Street Murray talked to city and county officials to get their take on what might be some of the biggest issues that Murray County and the cities within it will face during 2024. We start with Spring Hill. Will the June Lake Interchange open on time? After numerous changes and deadlines, the Tennessee Department of Transportation says the June Lake Interchange will indeed open in either late spring or early summer in 2024. The project timeline has been moved three separate times, including a move of the estimated completion date to an earlier-than-expected timeline, but was subsequently delayed and then delayed again to the most recent timeline. The contractor, Bell Construction, is incurring financial penalties for each day the project is not completed. While TDOT will recoup much of their costs incurred by keeping staff on site during the extension, Spring Hill Mayor Jim Hageman was not confident the city of Spring Hill would be repaid for having similar staff on site during that time. City Administrator Pam Kasky requested that TDOT consider reimbursing the city during a public meeting in November, but representatives did not acknowledge any such intention. Which of the multi-use developments in Spring Hill will be in use before the end of the year? There are currently six mixed-use projects underway in Spring Hill, either approved at some level by the Planning Commission or already going vertical. Which of these projects are most likely to see some commercial property development before the end of the year? Both Spring Hill Town Crossing off Jim Warren Road and June Lake will begin to see some commercial build-outs in 2024. Grocery chain Publix is slated for the former, while Hy-Vee announced its intention to build in June Lake. Kedron Square has begun building, but currently only residential buildings are being constructed, while Legacy Point at the crossings, Port Royal Commercial Park between Derryberry Lane and Long Hunter Chase Drive, and Clear Blue along Wall Street are still in the initial stages of development. How many people live in Spring Hill? The city authorized a special census during the November 20th meeting of the Board of Mayor and Aldermen that will cost the city $50,000 to complete. The city began collecting data on January 1st and are expected to complete the process by March 1st. The city does have an online portal where citizens can submit their information to avoid a visit from census takers at their door. In 2020, the national census counted 50,005 residents, but city leaders believe the population to be much greater. The state of Tennessee distributes shared revenues based on population at $169.29 per capita. Next up, 
Mount Pleasant. Will downtown construction actually start in the city of Mount Pleasant? After a tumultuous bid process over the last two years, Mount Pleasant has received bids for their downtown revitalization project once again, and Mayor Bill White said he expects the bid to be awarded in the first quarter of 2024. TDOT awarded the city one and a quarter million dollars in Transportation Alternatives Program, or TAP, grant funds in 2018 for the pedestrian improvements. As part of the grant agreement, the city must provide a minimum match of 20% to receive those funds. In an effort to do a comprehensive project, the city has worked with the Water and Sewer Department to conduct water and sewer rehabilitation simultaneously. Mount Pleasant Power is also assisting the city in funding the lighting and traffic signalization portion of the project. In total, the project construction is expected to cost about $2.5 million. Who will be the next Mount Pleasant City Manager? Mount Pleasant City Manager Kate Collier indicated recently to the city commissioners her intention to retire in the coming months, and the city will work with the Municipal Technical Advisory Service, or MTAS, to open the process of searching for her successor. Who will that be, and when will they take over? Mayor White hopes the new city manager will be in place prior to the budgeting season so they can be familiar with the city's finances before the next fiscal year begins. This is Mount Pleasant's bicentennial year. This is less of a question, but more of a celebration as the city is planning a major party downtown to celebrate 200 years of incorporation this October. Mayor White and his staff have been working diligently to begin preparation and planning stages for the event, which promises to be one of the biggest in the county for 2024. What about what's happening out in the county? Will the House pass the Property Taxpayer Protection Act? In 2023, the bill, which would allow county commissioners to decide how fees should be used to pay for incoming developments, failed to pass the General Assembly for the second year in a row. In response, the Murray County Commission formed an ad hoc growth committee consisting of five members to oversee negotiations with the Home Builders and Realtors Association. In November, the commission approved additional funding for lobbyists for the upcoming legislative session. How often will commissioners travel to the state capitol? How do they plan on working alongside the Home Builders and Realtors Association? Will an interlocal agreement be passed between the cities of Columbia, Spring Hill, and Mount Pleasant? These are all questions that will directly affect county residents. Will the proposed math intervention bill be signed into law? In October, State Representative Scott Sapicki announced a new bill aimed at increasing math scores for kindergarten through eighth grade students is scheduled to be introduced into the state legislature. Representative Sapicki, who is the chair of the Education Instruction Subcommittee, also carried the third grade retention law. Passed in 2021, the law requires third-grade students repeat the grade or receive additional interventions if they are deemed not to be proficient in the ELA section of the TCAP. The math intervention bill would require summer school or tutoring for K-8 through students who do not perform well on their TCAP test or a universal screener. However, the bill is not similar to the third-grade retention law in that students will not be retained. Is the new Judicial Center still on track to open in October? Murray County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti said the new Judicial Center, which was approved last August at an amended uh, GMP of $33.9 million, is on track to open in October. I actually hope it can be sooner than that, he said, adding that he believes something should be done to the bookstore located next to the center, which could be used for parking purposes. I wish we had been able to purchase that with the last commission. I don't know if this commission will do it or not, he said. 
Located on the grounds of the former Daily Herald building, the long-awaited Judicial Center has been an effort on the part of both current and former commissioners. The construction will come at no cost to taxpayers. Instead, funds will be used from the American Rescue Plan Act, with the remaining costs coming from litigation, court fees, and adequate facilities taxes. In addition to the Judicial Center, Pravidi also noted the progress being made on the Archives Expansion Building and the Agricultural Extension Building. The Commission held their first meeting of the new year on Tuesday of this week. And finally, Columbia. When will construction start for the six-story mixed-use building? In October, it was announced that a six-story, nearly 120,000-square-foot mixed-use building will be coming to downtown Columbia, which will be located on the north side of East 7th Street from Woodland Street all the way to Glade. Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder said construction will begin in the first quarter of the calendar year. The apartment complex will feature both one, two, and three-bedroom units with amenities including a bike shop and music studio. The building will also include approximately 4,322 square feet of retail space and 3,065 square feet of leasing reception and co-working space for residents. It's going to be to really change the landscape of our downtown in a lot of positive ways. It's going to be a nice structure and it's going to add a lot of downtown residential density, which is something we don't really have, Mayor Mulder said. When will the downtown parking garage renovation begin? Mayor Mulder said renovations to the garage located next to the Columbia Police Department will begin within the next 60 days. Council was first presented with the project last October by Morrison Engineering. Renovations will include a new paint job, waterproofing, and brick replacement. It will cause a little bit of disruption in our downtown parking, but it will ultimately add life to that parking garage and allow it to continue to serve both our police department and those who park there regularly. So we're really excited about that, Mayor Mulder said. The renovations are expected to take about four months. What is the Blue Way development and what will it offer the community? Last year, the city received a grant which would provide additional access points at the Duck River at Riverwalk Park. The Blue Way development will allow for more exciting canoe and kayaking opportunities on the Duck River. Mayor Mulder said it was an effort on both the part of the city and the county. The county will be putting in an intake above the dam in the Yanali Park area. We'll have an intake below the dam at Riverwalk Park, Mulder said. So now you'll be able to get on a kayak at Yanali Park and get off on an intake at Riverwalk, shop downtown, and then get back on your kayak, he said. The Blue Way development is part of the city's Parks and Greenways plan. As Blood Assurance prepares for the new year, the Community Blood Center is asking residents to donate the gift of blood to close out this season of giving. Entering last Friday, the nonprofit was in critical need of all blood types, especially O positive and O negative. Additionally, platelet donations are urgently needed. December and January are always detrimental for community blood centers due to holiday travel, frigid weather, and illnesses such as the flu, according to J.B. Gaskin, CEO of Blood Assurance. Blood Assurance has faced some enormous challenges in the weeks leading up to the new year, including supplying a large quantity of additional blood units to hospitals in Middle Tennessee, treating patients with injuries sustained during the deadly tornadoes, he said. The call for donations comes on the heels of National Blood Donor Month. The month of January marks the 54th anniversary of National Blood Donor Month. Enacted in January of 1970 by President Richard Nixon, the proclamation pays tribute to voluntary blood donors while encouraging new donors to give the gift of life. 
Our nonprofit is still experiencing one of the largest shortages we've seen in five decades, said Gaskins. We hope our community understands the importance of donating before, during, and after National Blood Donor Month by recognizing that blood isn't something that can be manufactured. A single blood donation can save three lives, he said. Donors can give back by scheduling an appointment at www.bloodassurance.org forward slash schedule by calling 1-800-962-0628 or by texting the word BAGIVE to the number 999-777. Murray County government has been awarded a $5,000 matching grant from the South Central Tennessee Development District. The Arts Build Communities, or ABC, grant will help the county commemorate the historic Murray County Courthouse as it celebrates 120 years of service to the community in 2024. The grant will fund a community juried art competition open to Murray County citizens of all ages. According to the press release, the theme will focus on what does the courthouse represent to its citizens. Citizens are invited to use their artistic abilities to design an original piece of art, all genres are welcome, that interprets what the Murray County Courthouse means. The Murray County Courthouse is an iconic and historic structure for the state of Tennessee. Built by local architect J.E.R. Carpenter before he went on to great fame as one of the leading architects of luxury high-rise living in New York City, this building has been the central focus of Murray County since it was built in 1904. It symbolizes much to our community. This grant is a wonderful opportunity to allow the citizens of the county to interpret and express what the building represents. The contest will start with a commemoration ceremony honoring the courthouse, which will include a proclamation by Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt, followed by an overview focusing on the history of the Murray County Courthouse by me, Tom Price, starting at 4 p.m. on Thursday, January 11th. Murray County citizens will have from January 11th to March 22nd to submit their artwork to the Murray County Archives temporary location located at 1446 Oak Springs Drive, Suite 100. Art will be juried in four categories, Elementary school, secondary school, high school, and adults ages 18 and over. Prizes will be awarded for first, second, and third place for each category, and one grand prize winner will be announced during Mule Day on April 6th. Rules for artist submissions include artwork must be original, all art intended for wall mounting, such as drawings and paintings in the 18-plus category, must be submitted in a frame and wired for hanging, All submitted art must be accompanied by a card with the artist's name, contact information, category, title, and medium. All art must be submitted by 3 p.m. on Friday, March 22nd. Art will be juried by five esteemed artists, which include local photographers Sarah Gillum and Ross Janes, as well as painters James Spearman and Margaret Warfield and sculptor Jennifer Grisham. The winning submissions will be displayed at the courthouse during the 2024 Mule Day festivities. All submitted artwork will be placed on display at the Prior Art Gallery at Columbia State Community College from May 13th through June 14th. The exhibit will open with a gallery reception on May 13th. For more information about the contest, contact the Murray County Archives at 931-375-1500. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. William Bill Joseph Hosbach, 80, a resident of Columbia and retired lab analyst for Swarco, passed away on December 28th at his residence. A celebration of life will be held at Central Christian Church on Saturday, January 6th from 1 to 4 p.m. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Deanna Hobbs, 83, of Auburndale, Florida, passed away on December 13th. 
she will have a graveside service on January 6th at 2 p.m. at Rose Hill Cemetery. The funeral services will be handled by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have a mix of clouds and sun today that will become more cloudy as the day progresses. The high will be around 50 degrees with winds out of the southeast at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect rain with a low of 39 degrees. Winds will be out of the east at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 90% with about half an inch expected to fall. For your weekend forecast, we will see mainly overcast skies with clearing coming on Sunday afternoon. The daytime highs will be in the high 40s. Saturday's overnight temperature will be in the high 30s. On Sunday night, the low will be about 27 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. 
The Jewelers Bench. Still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. When you bank local, you get local expertise. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers. We've supported families, individuals, and businesses of Middle Tennessee for over a century. You are more than an account number. You are our community, and we're committed to helping you thrive. Switch to First Farmers, visit myfirstfarmers.com, or call 1-800-882-8378. Member FDIC. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Hi, this is George Rawls with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because He changed mine. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee will propose changes to the state's franchise tax during the upcoming legislative session to offer tax relief to businesses operating in Tennessee and modernize the way that tax is calculated. But Lee said Thursday he has no plans this year to propose a rate cut to Tennessee's 4% grocery tax, one of the highest such tax rates in the nation. Businesses currently calculate what they owe in state franchise tax in a dual-pronged model first established in the 1930s. Corporations, limited partnerships, and limited liability corporations registered in Tennessee or doing business here are taxed either based on 0.25% of the net worth of the corporation or based on the tangible property in which they operate. On the advice of tax analysts at the State Attorney General's Office and Tennessee Department of Revenue, the governor said he will propose a policy to simplify how franchise taxes are calculated when the legislature returns next week, which will, in effect, give tax relief to businesses that are invested in our state. Specific details of the proposal remain unknown. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Murray Regional Health has announced some big plans for the future. On June 30th, the health system announced its first major construction project at Murray Regional Medical Center in approximately 20 years. The $115 million facility improvement plan will enhance our patient experience and expand access to care for our patients. It's an exciting time at Murray Regional Health, and we hope you'll stand with us as we embark on this renovation and expansion plan. Learn more by visiting murrayregional.com slash bigplans. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. This week will wind down with more New Year festivities as the city celebrates its first First Friday of 2024. Shops will stay open late, music, food trucks, and more will be about this weekend for one of downtown Columbia's most attended events. McCreary's Irish Pub will have Beatles for Sale performing starting at 7 p.m. If you happen to stop by Asgard Brewing Company and Tap Room at 104 East 6th Street, the brew house will have the Murphy Ridge Band performing starting at 7.30 p.m. with Eat Columbia Food Truck. And be sure to stop by East 6th Street for Murray Alliance's strolling on the 6th block party. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM, WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.